Cause we got the alternative energy Molecular free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network We fought against the government and we've won our case You know, there's no dump on that land So, if you put it one way We fought the government you know, the Bangla people fought the government and the Bangla people won. So to everybody else, if it goes on their land, to me, each traditional group, tribal group that's around, fight the government, don't stand back, don't shut up, just keep fighting them until you get, get what you really want is with no poison on your land. Hello and welcome to The Radioactive Show. I'm Michaela and today on the program, Crunch and I are joined by Auntie Dawn Taylor, whose voice we heard in the opening of the show. Auntie Dawn Taylor is a Bangla elder woman and we talk about the brilliant win against the federal government's plan to site a national radioactive waste dump at Nafandini Kimba in South Australia. After the Adnyamatna-led campaign in the Flinders Ranges was successful, the federal government began pursuing the site near Kimba. In 2021, under a coalition government, then Federal Resources Minister Keith Pitt formally nominated the Napandi site. The Labor federal government has continued to pursue this plan since their election in May 2022. But the Bangla people have continued in their fight and began a federal court challenge on March 6th this year, challenging the validity of the site nomination. On July 18, the federal court ruled that former National Party Minister Keith Pitt's nomination of the site was invalid due to apprehension of bias, meaning that he clearly expressed that they had chosen the site and were proceeding with that before the consultation period had ended. On Thursday the 10th of August, current Federal Minister for Resources Madeleine King confirmed that the Federal Government would not be pursuing the site any further. Let's go now to our conversation with Auntie Dawn Taylor. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on the Radioactive Show. We were so excited yesterday to hear the announcement that the Federal Resources Minister, Madeleine King, had confirmed that they won't be pursuing the Napandi site for the Federal Waste Dump following your amazing court win on the 18th of July. How are you feeling I'm feeling really good, a bit emotional um, yesterday, still a little bit stressed out, but yeah, I'm feeling really good at the moment. I am just really glad to get over the line. It's like the old saying is, don't miss with Bangla. Yeah, you put up an amazing challenge over the last six years, is it now, that you've been fighting against this? The last six years, yes, we have. Well, give and take. Probably about seven years, I reckon. But, yeah, I've been fighting for about the last three years, but um, it's like I've told everybody, you know, being born in Kimber and raised in Kimber and, you know, where the one that site was where we used to go out all the time, 
we used to walk for miles around Timber. And I've told everybody, you know, that is, right, well, it is a sacred site, you know, because grandparents and everybody used to go through there. They walked from Woodnor to Sutherland Kimber. I am really, now I got really emotional with, with the court hearing, and I've also got a bit, a bit emotional yesterday when I heard Madeline King was um, pulling the plug on it, put it that way. Um, I'm still reeling about the verdict, but I'm also a bit concerned about where they want to go next. Yeah, that's it. Tell us a bit more about the court case. What sort of evidence were you presenting there and what was that experience like? Me and myself putting in statements to let them know that, you know, um, my family and everybody, we, you know, Kimber is still my home. Kimber will always be our home with family and that. Yeah, my grandparents are bought, uh, buried up in the cemetery in Kimber. Um, I feel that Kimber would be, you know, you'd have open arms for Kimber. Kimber would let everybody in, you know, no questions asked. If there was a, if it was to go ahead and have a waste up there, a lot of it, you know, Kimber wouldn't be Kimber, wouldn't be the same. Mm. And it sounds like, you know, you've got such a long and deep connection with the area and were you joined by others who also stood up for country and spoke out in those court proceedings? Yes. Um, I was mainly with a lot of the bungalow people, you know, that used to travel through that area and a couple of them had actually stayed there in Kimber when we were living in Kimber, but they had a big connection to the Kimber area as well. Mm. It's all through the anxiousness and, you know, our grandparents, everybody from all over used to... Kimber was a travel destination, you know. If people travel through Kimber, they would stop and visit. And Like, even now, we go through Kimber, we'd stop and go and have a you know, have a look around. How how Kimber has grown is amazing. Mm. I understand that the Napandi site itself is of particular significance to the Bangala women and all First Nations women because of the story. Are you able yeah, to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's, it's very significant because it's the system Seven Sister Dreaming goes right through that area. goes all over Australia, goes all over the world, but the Seven Sisters, you know, they actually pass through that area. So that's why it's very significant that we don't destroy that area. You know, if you break... If you were to um, make up a poem and someone was to break it, you know, it's the same with our dreaming, you know, don't care where we come from. Our dream is to break it broken. They can't be fixed. Mm. You know, every woman in Australia cannot fix the seven sisters' dreaming if it gets broken. Mm. So I'm very happy that the seven, you know, the dream is not going to be broken. Our bungalow, the bungalow people are happy that we're not going to have um, poison on our land. You know, it's, 
means a lot to us because the reason is is because we, you know, it's Bungalow land and the Bungalow people want our country to stay like that. It's like I've always said, you know, and I'll keep on saying it's not about the money, it's about the country and how beautiful it is. Even the farmers will tell you that. Mm, thank you for sharing for sharing that and that significance. You did say that you're worried about where it might go now, and I think that's something that you know everyone in the anti-nuclear movement as well holds that concern about will another remote dump site on sacred land or a different Aboriginal country be selected, or what will the next steps be? Did you have any thoughts to share about what future proposals there might be or even that kind of solidarity for other people who may have to oppose poison going onto their land? Well, a lot of people told us that, you know, being Bungla, that we wouldn't be able to, you know, win against the government. The Bungla people proved it wrong. You know, we, we fought against the government and we won our case. You know, there's no dump on that case, on that land. So if you put it one way, we fought the government, you know, the Bangla people fought the government and the Bangla people won. So to everybody else, if it goes on their land, you know, each traditional group, tribal group that's around, fight the government, don't stand, don't stand back, don't shut up, just keep fighting them until you get get what you really want is for no poison on your land. Yeah, it's really inspiring and is part of a long history of resistance, particularly in what's now known as South Australia. And when the Napandi site was first announced, did you know much about uh, the previous struggles or about the issue of nuclear waste? Well, we had heard that... um they had um, planned on putting it up in the Flinders Ranges, you know, and we heard that they had won the case up there. There's no nap, um, waste dump being put in the Flinders Ranges. My thoughts were we, we would never, you know, there were three sites that was that come up, but Nap and B apparently they just picked it out of a box, and Nap and B was Nap and D was the next one on the list. When I first heard about it and how close it is to Kimber, my heart, my stress levels just grew so, so much that I had to, I had to fight because of my grandparents, my ancestors, and that would would have wanted me to go this far and not get it on our land. Shaking cries all around The earth is quaking from stories passed down Black, yellow, red are the colours I see Defining the culture that's inside of me 
spitting original raps and perhaps you're gonna take a home chuck it on and lace to that particular track and as a matter of fact what's the essence of culture if you could just tell me that as I ran an indigenous story shed blood sweat and tears through my peers for many years trying to bring much glory to warriors and ancestors less spiritual footprints for me to follow before me and other systems trying to ignore the Color MC, same time bullying me, sitting out top upon the sideline, trying to adore and suppress the murder in me. So was it respect and courtesy? Indebted to the B, forget it, don't worry about it, it's not accepted. Never was an option for thee. Same struggle and pain, the black brothers gotta get through on a regular day to day basis, man. It's just the same old, same old. Foot stomping, legs shaking, cries all around. The earth is quaking from stories passed down. Black, yellow, red are the colors I see. Defining the culture that's inside of me In the water, father once said to his daughter, True story beginning with slaughter. So, without the order of water in this day and age, nowadays, I think we will remain in a never ending mind frame of pain. Sometimes going insane, but yet still trying to make a generous change for the next generation, eh? Make it go see more, reachable and plain on main. It's the beginning of a new world order to work when they're forced to grow up in a world filled with dishonor, do dishonor, a kind of not a super kind of not a fun of one another. So, which is what you're running to want to forever run it is what I'm eventually gonna discover. You're running, there's plenty to see if you're Looking for thick, say Stolen generation was a crazy situation Now we're back up on the scene Rising to the top, positively elevating Through the black smoke with its instruments And music we're creating cries all around The earth is quaking from stories passed down Black, yellow, red are the colors I see Defining the culture that's inside of me You're tuned to the Radioactive Show, produced in the studios of 3CR in Fitzroy, Victoria, on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nation, and broadcast across the continent thanks to the Community Radio Network. We just heard Emily Waramara with Stomping Ground. The United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People states that 
no storage or disposal of hazardous materials shall take place on the lands or territories of Indigenous people without their free, prior and informed consent. Despite the Labour Party claiming to support the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People, they continued trying to dump nuclear waste on the lands of the Bangala, despite their long-standing, clearly stated and unanimous opposition to this proposal. And the Labour Party spent $13 million fighting the Bangala in the federal courts. Today we're speaking with Andy Dawn Taylor, Bangala elder woman, about their success in the federal court that ruled in their favour and saw Federal Resources Minister Madeleine King announce on Thursday 10th of August that the government would not be pursuing the site. Previous to this struggle, the Bangala people spent 21 years in the Native Title Tribunal proving that they were the traditional owners of these lands and we asked Anita Taylor to share a bit about her involvement in the Native Title Determination Court case. I was I was with the court proceedings. I did like late late it was further down it was about a year or two before they actually announced that the um, we had won the native title. My mum Rest in peace. Her birthday's today, by the way. Mm. Um, she was on the committee that first started up with the, you know, having our natal title rights being heard. Then I followed up by, because I had to go to court and I had to present, you know, um, produce my evidence of uh, the native title and the area that we wanted to claim. But once we had won that there, that was a big relief because my mum had died before she heard the um, the verdict. For 21 years they fought for it and they won and I was really proud of what she had done. Yeah, she sounds like an amazing person. Did you want to share any more about her? Well, my mum's a bungalow woman. You know, she's a bungalow woman. She was born here in Wyala on the hospital's grounds and she stood her ground, you know, of being a bungalow woman. I follow in my mother's footsteps. I, I do everything, you know, this is for my mum. This is for my grandparents, what I do. I stand, stand up and speak up and I don't shut up because that's what I was taught when I was little. You stand up, you speak up. And you don't shut up when you know you own the right. So I've actually done all the things for my parents and my ancestors and my grandparents. I've done everything for them and, and I'm proud of what I've done. And I'm actually proud of my mum. Hmm. Amazing. Such a strong legacy that you're carrying and as we can see from this recent win and protection of country, your efforts to keep up the fight have really contributed to saving the significant sites and hopefully you and Bangla people can now, you know, look, not have to be defending against something so negative and actually look to really positive ways of having that native title and some more security over your land. Well, I can't, I can't 
things on the positive side at the moment. I think positive because we won. But until they leave that land, until everything is gone off that land and they've restored it, then I'll be able to, my stress levels will come down. But until then, I don't think I'll be able to relax until I know they've actually gone from Kimber. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Tell us a bit about the work that has been undertaken at the site and if you know anything about how any... Well, the government has let them go ahead and done characteristic work, characterisation work. It's been a long haul, but we've done it. We've we've stopped all that there through the minister. The minister, we had a meeting with the minister in Kimber and, you know, they went ahead and done work behind our backs, but everything is... Yeah, they had to stop it straight away because we was going we was going through the um, court proceedings and when we found out that we won that case, everything had to stop. And now, because yesterday when we there, we had to hear that we heard that she um, wasn't going to appeal was even a better outcome because we know that work has got to stop and everything on that land that they've done, like they started they drilling and doing um, sampling and things like that there, that that's got to all be um, revegetated. Yeah, yeah. I know with previous proposal for the waste dump in the Flinders Ranges, there was a lot of damage done to the community through the kind of divide and rule tactics that the government uses to push ahead with unwanted projects. yeah. And have people's relationships been impacted by being? Yes. Yeah. Kimber, was a, Kimber was a divided community. Some wanted the dump and some didn't want the dump. The farmers didn't want it because the farmers, you know, being, being farmers, it's a good agricultural area. The other ones, all they were thinking about was having the dump there and providing money to come into the community which I always said it's not about the money, it's about the country. And the country now has got to be put back to where it was when they first went on it. Yeah. During this time that you've been fighting against the nuclear waste dump, the federal government announced the AUKUS pack with the nuclear submarines. That will mean there will be very high-level, long-lived waste. Did that impact how you felt? That- yeah, that had a big impact because um, when they announced that there about the you know high high level waste dump, that was the first thought I had in my mind about Kimber. You know, even they said it was low level and medium level um, radioactive waste dump. The first thing I thought about was a high level and how how it can you know. Build, you can have a spillage somewhere, you can have an accident somewhere, you know, and destroy the land altogether. What's going to happen then? You know, nobody's going to stand up and say, sorry, we done this and we done that. You know, I my point is, if you, if you know that, that country that means a lot to you, stand up, speak up, and don't shut up. Yeah, brilliant. Well, is there anything else that uh, you wanted to share with us or message out to the listeners? I know a lot of people here in Melbourne and across the continent who are listening to the Radioactive Show have been following the story really closely and um, 
yeah, if you wanted to share anything else. Well, the last bit I want to say is stand up, speak up, but don't shut up. Just keep fighting. If you if you know that you know that land means a lot to you, wherever they want to put it, don't stop fighting. Don't shut up. Just keep keep your voice. Let them hear what you have to say about that land. Strong words. Thank you, Don. I think that's you know really inspiring for everybody. Yes. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you. That brings us to the end of today's Radioactive show. Thank you so much to Auntie Dawn Taylor for taking the time to speak with Crunch and I on the show today. And congratulations to everybody who has been involved and supported the Bangala people in this incredible battle. Of course, the campaign to stop the dumping of nuclear waste will continue for now. And the nuclear free movement is pushing for the federal government to adapt a similar policy to the South Australia Labor Party that traditional owners should have right of veto over any proposal for a nuclear waste dump. With the spectre of high-level nuclear waste under the AUKUS submarine deal looming, this is vital. As Dr Jim Green, Friends of the Earth Australia's national campaigner, pointed out in his recent article, this would give traditional owners across the country some confidence that their voice will be heard as the government progresses plans to store and dispose of waste arising from nuclear-powered submarines in the coming decades. And furthermore, Labor must commit to amend the shameful and racist National Radioactive Waste Management Act. So there's still a huge amount of work, but a huge relief for the Bangla people. And we must keep working to make sure that this is a turning point in the story of nuclear waste management on this continent. Thanks to the Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth Melbourne for their ongoing support for the Radioactive Show and to the Community Radio Network for getting this program out to community radio stations across the continent. If you want to listen back and share this program or previous shows, you can find all our podcasts at 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive or on your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much and tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues. And we'll go out with Rise Up by Black Bella Music.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.